Hi, I'm Jason, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the peas to my carrots, my Rewind and Review co-host, Rob. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to this special episode coming mm-hmm. to you direct from a bus stop bench, <laughs> uh, but not really. And we've got guest producer Mike, Mikey. a man who has worn many shoes, keeping our bench dry and termite-free. Very good. Uh, Rewind and Review is the podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, uh, we delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid? Or sometime later in our lives, like me, usually. Not this time, I hope. No, no. no. Oh, my God. This <laughs> film celebrates its 25th anniversary this year in 2019. Just the reason we need to look back and celebrate this movie. That's right. Now, there are a lot of movie anniversaries this year, and this one um, was just one of the few that we couldn't let slip by. So, uh, put on your magic shoes, and just like Mama says, let them take you anywhere. Specifically, to the year 1994. We have to go back! Go back, Steph! What year is it? Are you telling me you built a time machine? Nineteen ninety-four, John Goodman came to life as the live-action Fred Flintstone. Keanu Reeves rode the bus that wouldn't slow down. Jim Carrey put on the mask, and Arnold Schwarzenegger told true lies. But amongst all of them, it was Tom Hanks who sat on a bench and recounted several decades of the life of a slow-witted but kind-hearted man from Alabama, 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 Alabama named Forrest Gump. This film aptly is called Forrest Gump. Spoiler warning, of course, if you have not yet checked out this movie. 25 years, what have you been doing? Um, (laughs) Directed by Robert Zemeckis from a screenplay by Eric Roth, Forrest Gump is the comedy drama film based on the 1986 novel of the same name by Winton Groom, um, about a man who witnesses and unwittingly influences several defining historical events during the 20th century in the United States. Absolutely. In 1981, at a bus stop in Savannah, Georgia... Forrest Gump recounts his life story to strangers who sit next to him. Uh, His story begins in 1951 in Greenbow, Alabama, where a uh, young, lower-than-average intelligence Forrest is fitted with leg braces to correct a curved spine. Forrest Gump, played by Tom Hanks, has never thought of himself as uh, disadvantaged, and thanks to a supportive mother, who's played by Sally Field, he leads anything but a restricted life. Whether dominating on the gridiron as a college football star, meeting the President of the United States, fighting in Vietnam, becoming a ping-pong champion, meeting the President again, again, or captaining a shrimp boat, uh, Forrest inspires people with his childlike optimism. Uh, But the one person Forrest cares about the most turns out to be the most difficult to save, his childhood love, the sweet but troubled Jenny, who is played by Robin Wright. Through the character's oblivious interaction with Elvis Presley, um, Governor George Wallace's stand in the schoolhouse door, the march on the Pentagon rally, uh, John Lennon, the Watergate scandal, and Hurricane Carmen, Forrest Gump, as in the the film that we're talking about, questions the idea of destiny and uses a floating feather as a metaphor for life. Do we each have a destiny, or are we all just floating around accidental-like on a breeze? Or maybe, as Forrest suggests, it's both. I... 
Love this movie. So yeah. I've just got to say it. You walked into my house today. You stood in my kitchen. And I know it's a weird place <laughs> to have a movie shrine. But there is a movie shrine in my kitchen. <laughs> um, Forrest Gump, Bubba Gump, Shrimp, Glassware. Um, it's all there. It's, it's all there. there. There's a Run, Forest Run license plate. Uh, Forrest Gump pop vinyl, which I knew actually, it's they actually new. just it's came out. <laughs> Dirty shoes and all, I love it. Man, yeah, interesting though. When I was a kid, uh, this like Forrest Gump would come on TV, and it would be one of those, you know, it's a long movie. It's like mm. two hours twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah, I would always somehow be watching the beginning of the movie. You know, when he's a kid, Run Forest Run, the leg braces. Yeah. Um, and then you know, like Run again, Forrest. Jenny's older. Well, they're both older. Yeah. Run Forest Run again. Beautiful. And then that was sort of it. And I think I watched the beginning of this movie like, like ten or so times, just as a kid. And then one day it was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna What's actually the watch thing? the whole thing. <laughs> and I think I was still pretty young, maybe like twelve or so. Yeah, maybe that's a ballpark number. But instantly fell in love with the whole movie. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I think I probably was too young to fully understand what was actually going on, what the movie was sort of exploring and trying to illustrate on screen. Yeah. But, I mean, just in terms of this character and his journey and the other characters that he's interacted with and his story and the overall conclusion of the movie, it was like, wow, that was emotive and mm. it's something else. Obviously, going back later on later years and re-watching and reviewing this for my own benefit, it's like, yeah, I've come to see all the technical stuff that the movie has brought, mm. the... The historical elements that the movie has, which I was oblivious to as a child. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, it's quite funny. It's crazy. There's so much more emotion. And yeah, yeah. this movie is legitimately... I know we previously did Toy Story and I said this, <laughs> but this movie is legitimately in my top five, along with Toy Story. So. Oh, wow. So we are eventually going to cover all of my top fives, but so far... Have we not already? We've uh, we've had Jurassic Park. Yeah. We've had Toy Story. Yeah. And this is Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. I'm going to leave the, the other two close to my chest, and one day they will just pop up. Do we already have them on our sheets? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's <laughs> one for, day for future listeners, listeners to keep an ear out for. So in summary, Jason likes the movie. I like it. It's got a history. I like it a lot. You want a contrasting contrasting point of view? I'm not a I'm not a smart man, but I know what love for a movie is. <laughs> you don't have a tattoo of it, though, do you? Oh my god, I should get a Forrest Gump tattoo. Yeah, you, yeah, you should. All right, cool. I'll think um, about it. I'll think about it. So contrasting point of view for me, though, I've only actually seen this movie probably four times. Maybe five. Once again, I say to you, that's a normal number. I think a normal, healthy. I don't viewing. know. This has got. This is the. This is part of the zeitgeist. Like everybody knows this movie, right? Yeah. So look, I enjoyed this movie, and I'm, I'm maybe I don't have the attachment as you do, but I watched it on a um, VHS. Sure. Don't think I've ever seen this on free to air TV ever. Um, it just doesn't feel like a familiar thing. We would actually consciously choose to yeah. watch it. Um, the last time I watched this was at 3.30 this morning. <laughs> um, I have a vivid memory of this movie. <laughs> I loved it. My favourite... Look, I actually wasn't ta- taken too much with um, Tom Hanks generally. Like, in the in the past, it was always Gary Sinise's character. Oh, wow, yeah. But okay, I always... Yeah. Especially... 
we're, obviously we all get into it, but that the moment when he's in the crow's nest, nest yep. during the storm, that as a kid, that's the moment of this movie where that it was, like, sticks out as like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Generally, obviously, it's a beautiful movie um, and watching it as an adult, oh, there's so much to get out of it. So, so, so much. All right, let's talk about this movie's legacy. Box office is where we always like to start. Yep. When you compare budget to box office, mm. sometimes you're like, wow, that's an intense number. But this mm. budget was $55 million. This is crazy. Cheap. Yeah. Cheap. Pennies, man. I mean, you got a period piece. There's set designs, costumes. There's a lot going into it. There are special oh, effects too, as it, well. It wraps in the 80s, technically, doesn't it? The movie yeah. came out in 94. But, it, yeah. yeah, it is all set in the past. Yeah. But 55 million, very cheap. Somehow they pulled it off. With the technical stuff as well. Box office, $677.9 million. That's a lot of monies. couple of dollars. couple of dollars for 1994. Well, made it. It was the top grossing film in America, so domestically in America, for that year. Yeah. Um, the second highest grossing film worldwide behind The Lion King. Bloody Lion King. Bloody mm. Lion King. We should review that at some point. Yeah, I wonder when we're going to do that. Cool. Ah, yeah. Rating-wise, uh, favourable reviews, believe it or not, um, for Zemeckis. I, I always get his name incorrect. It's correct. I, I've Zemeckis. been saying Zemeckis for Zemeckis. a long time, and I recently found it was Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Okay. <laughs> so favourable reviews for um, Zemeckis' uh, directing, um, obviously for Tom Hanks' performance, and the visual effects, uh, which a lot of them are subtle, and it's beautiful, um, and of course the script and, and the writing. It's commonly seen as a polarizing film for audiences. Um, one half see it as an artificial piece of, well, what some would call pop melodrama. Yeah, Jason. While well, um, everyone else raves that it's sweet as a box of chocolates. And I completely buy that. It's like you can look at this movie and be like, "Wow, this is just like, yeah, like harping on about things and just like here's emotion, take it, shove it down your throat." <laughs> or you could just take it and be like. This movie is wonderful. <laughs> oh, Rotten Tomato gives this a 72%, an average of 7.34 out of 10, and that's out of 95 reviews. Metacritic uh, gives an 82 out of 100 out of 20 reviews, and the cinema score is an A-plus grade from an A to F scale as well. So generally, favourable. Pretty good. Good uh, enough to win Best Picture at the oh, Academy Awards. Did it? It did. It yes, actually... Did. It was up against movies such as Pulp Fiction and The Shawshank Redemption. Two brilliant now, movies. We could sit here and we could discuss whether Forrest Gump deserved to have beat those two movies in particular. Uh, but I think that's a discussion for another day. Uh, so let's just leave that be <laughs> and not start any fires. Um, it also won at the Academy Awards Best Director. It mm. won Best Actor for Tom Hanks. Yep. It won Best uh, Adapted Screenplay. Yep. It won Best Visual Effects. And it won Best Film Editing. I'm just going to say it. That Oscars must have been really boring. <laughs> I hate it when one movie just takes out. A water. So, what do you think of 2003 then when Lord yep. of the Rings, like Return of the King, just, just, just destroyed, like Master and Commander and all that? Yeah. Boring. <laughs> boring. Boring. Titanic was the same. Yeah. Golden Globes, uh, it was nominated for 713. Saturn Awards, nominated for 612. And in 2011, the Library of Congress selected the film for preservation in the United States National Film Registry 
uh, as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant, which makes this two movies in a row that we've done that have been inducted in the Hall of... Uh, is it, what is it called? Hall of Film Registry. It's <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. The word hall was not in there <laughs> at all. Making things up. But yeah, so Toy Story also was um, because of its own significance. <laughs> if you didn't check well. out our, our review for that, oh, yeah, uh, just listen to this one and we'll fill you in. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a sequel to the novel which was written by Winston uh, Groom in 1995. Disclaimer, I didn't even know this movie was based on a novel until we did this research, but continue. Yep, Um, The sequel was written in 95, so it's a year after this movie came out, called Gump & Co. Um, Paramount Pictures purchased the film rights, however, the film was never made. Hmm. Um, In the sequel novel, it suggests the real-life events surrounding the Forrest Gump film, as in this movie, Hmm. have been incorporated into Forrest's storyline. Oh wow! And that Forrest Gump got a lot of it, a lot of media attention as a result of the film. Um, he would even meet Tom Hanks, go on the David Letterman show, and attend the Academy Awards. So the, That's the second really book interesting. just fully embraced the fact that this movie was yeah. made and was like, yeah, they should make a super movie super self-aware. Oh, the meta, the meta. <laughs> Eric Roth returned to write the screenplay in 2001 based on Groom's novel Gump and Co. Yeah. But after September 11, um, Eric Roth, Robert Zemeckis, and Tom Hanks decided the story was no longer relevant. I think Leave It Be, this yeah. movie, standalone. But check out the books if you want further Gump in your life. <laughs> You need more gump. Oh, we all need more gump. <laughs> um, the 32-song um, soundtrack was released on July 6th in 1994, which is a two-disc album um, with music from the 50s to the 80s, which, uh, except for a lengthy suite from Alan Silvestri School, all the songs are previously released songs, and they're all obviously very noticeable in the movie. And we will discuss Yeah. Them. The Bubba Gump Shrimp Company Restaurant and Market is an American seafood restaurant chain inspired by the film. Have you been to them? No. Have you? I've been to two. I can't eat shrimp, mate. Oh, they do more than shrimp. I hate shrimp. (laughs) Or prawns. (laughs) We're Australian. Um, Named after the... You like how I put an Australian accent on, even though I have one anyway. Named after the characters Benjamin Buford, Bubba Blue, and Forrest Gump, and their in-movie shrimping business. Hmm. The menu consists mostly of shrimp dishes and other seafood, as well as southern and Cajun cuisine. Um, There's items such as Jenny's Catch uh, and Forrest Seafood Feast. Um, the restaurant roll. <laughs> Just embrace the puns. Just go with it. The restaurants display movie memorabilia throughout yep. the restaurants. Um, guests can play Forrest Gump movie trivia and can signal their waiter with a stop for a stop sign. Um, there are currently 45 restaurants worldwide, 29 in the United States, and the rest spread across Mexico, Japan, Colombia, London, Hong Kong, Whoa. Indonesia, Canada, the Marianas, and the Philippines. But none in Australia. None in Australia. But Wankers. because we are as Australians, I have been to Bali. <laughs> they have they have a Bubba Gumps in Bali, so I've been there. I also went to the Bubba Gumps in Hawaii, in Honolulu. Apparently there's two in Hawaii, but I went to the one in Honolulu. Honolulu yeah. And the one in Honolulu, yeah, really good. I actually got to play the trivia with the waitress. It was very fun. She was very impressed with how much I knew. <laughs> she was like, man, you really like this movie? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do, I hope she's Tina. Listening. <laughs> I, hope, I hope she's listening to the quiz later on. Uh, uh, cool. All right. In March 2019... 
uh, Bollywood actor and filmmaker Amir Khan announced he will produce and star in Lal Singh Chadda. Well done. <laughs> I don't think that was correct, but sorry about that. Um, an Indian remake of Forrest Gump, which is to be released in 2020. It could be good. No, it probably. <laughs> I hope it's like fully like one of those like real intense ones where it says everything is dramatic. Yeah, dramatic, dramatic, dramatic. Is that like one of the ones where someone takes five minutes to fall down a stairs? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. Oh, no. we'll see what happens with that. The industry, the genre that it. Yeah, this movie. You know, I don't want. I'm not saying game changer. It's not a game changer. It just used. Uh, would you say it's a game changer? Yes. No, I don't know. I'll explain that. I think we've been a bit too free and loose with that term. Well, okay, look, I can't find another example in this in this period of CG being used for anything other than action. And this movie is full of CG using it. It's or it's, it's using it just for dialogue, just for scenery, just just for the the set. It the makes the, it makes the movie unique in that. Yes. It does implement a heavy use of CGI and special yeah. effects for scenes that aren't action oriented. Okay, yeah, we do use that term a lot. It's impacted. It had a game changing thing. Maybe, maybe not. You, you can call us and 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 ring in or whatever and yeah, tell us. But it's crazy, like the ping pong, the feather, Lieutenant Dan's legs. Um, yeah, I mean there is. There is in Vietnam the ex- the napalm the explosions like yeah. that that is action orientated I suppose. <laughs> There's jets coming in um, when they first rock up at the platoon. You've got the million helicopters flying past. <laughs> it's, all, it's all CG. And then of course there's good. there's the like the archival top footage yeah. that they implement our new actors into and yeah. redub them and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all fun. And again, we will get to breaking down those the movie the memorable quotes. Has anyone? Ever said this to you whilst running? Run, Forrest, run. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, of course it has. Can I also say, when I was in high school, so it's no longer relevant anymore, my password for everything used to be the number one, Forrest, one. (laughs) One, Forrest, one. (laughs) It's not anymore, obviously. Uh, Otherwise, I wouldn't say that. um, You have to keep changing it, though, so I have to be like, two, Forrest, two. Forrest, two. but yeah, like this movie is full of quotes that everyone knows and knew, and yeah, yeah, it was at a time when someone would just be running, and even if your name wasn't Forrest, they would just yell out to you, "Run, Forrest, run!" Because yeah. you're running, and usually be running quite awkwardly because of who we are as people. Um, you know what? That's transcended generations. So you <laughs> can say that to a, a a generation Z Z below, like what's after millennial? Well, I'm, I'm a cusp of millennial. You you are. Oh. You're a child. I feel like it's offensive when you call something like it's so many but negative anyway, connotations. You can say one forest runs. One, <laughs> one forest run. You can forest, say one run. forest one. You can say run forest run, and even even a fifteen year old would get it. Everybody knows it. Yeah, yeah. Mama um, always says. Yeah. Whether you say it in the accent or not, um, followed by whatever. Not to be confused with Water Boys. My mama said. My mama, mama said. My mama, <laughs> mama said. <laughs> my mama. <laughs> How good is a Water Boy? Oh man, possibly problematic, but still. <laughs> hmm, I'm seeing parallels between the two. Yeah. No, let's not go there. Box of chocolates. Um, stupid is as stupid does. I could stupid go on. Stupid is as stupid does. Um, so. Mama always says, you know, yeah. Um, they want my magic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba's rant about the shrimp, you know, the coconut shrimp, oh, pepper scene. shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew. Then cuts to another scene, he's still going. Shrimp still going. kebabs. <laughs> and then he gets to the end, he's like, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Continue scrubbing. 
<laughs> yeah, like people people know it. They say it. Yeah. Um, and then there's the one that I the ones that I just like to just take yeah. the piss out of all the time, which is. I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Yeah. Um, I, I love, love you, Jenny. Jenny. I just kept on running. I don't know. Anything. There's so many <laughs> I just kept things. On running. And, you know, it could be kind of offensive where you're taking oh, the almost, piss out of... Almost certainly. Almost certainly. But I. It's, but it's coming from a place of love, so I think it's okay. It's part of... I dropped this one already. It's part of the zeitgeist. This exists now in the world. It's it's slang. Yeah. It, has, it is a part of the dialect. It's crazy. And I think it, it's also especially good when you have a friend named Jennifer that you can tell her yeah. that you love her in I, this way. I actually have a friend named Janae, and so I go, Hello, Janae. <laughs> her name <laughs> is Janae. Yeah. <laughs> But, so, but it, oh. sounds, it sounds like... Anyway. Well, you know, we both have a friend named Jennifer, and I yeah, have told I her many times. I actually never I've, do this. I've but. never said that. I've, I've, I mean, no, I, the opposite of that. I have many a time said that to her. <laughs> Let's keep on going. Parodies. Apparently, there's parodies. I mean, we times. do it in the real world, as we were just discussing, but yeah, like Forrest Gump, I guess, it's prone to allow itself to be parodies. You yeah. can just take the piss out of both the character, the movie... Mm. I mean, it's there. It, you can have fun with it. And there's some big ones that have come about. Um, Mad TV did a Gump fiction, which is basically a Pulp Fiction. Is that not the biggest finger at Pulp Fiction? It's like, <laughs> hey, you lost the best picture. This is something for you guys. <laughs> yeah. But this is something for you guys. You can look it up online. Gump yeah. fiction. It, Forrest Gump with a gun. And that's all I'm going to say. You watch the rest. Cool. It's fun. Um, Weird Al Yankovic, one of, one of my favourite Weird Al Yankovic songs is Gump, which is a parody of He's Lump. He's Gump. He's Gump. Yeah, What's like weird it. is hair. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but the presence of the United States of America. So that's all fun. I can look that one up. The clip is fun as well. So YouTube. Yeah, it. I remember that For one. For sure. I remember that. All right, well, let's, let's start pulling this bad boy apart. Oh. We already have started, haven't okay. we? So... Let's start with Forrest Gump, I think. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good place let's, let's start to start. With that. Well done. What do you reckon about Tom Hanks? Well, I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks. Have I told you about my... I mean, we did Toy Story. Do you crush on Tom Hanks? Well, it's not like a sexual thing. But like... <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we, okay, we talked about Toy Story in length, and we mentioned Tom Hanks, but I don't know if I talked about my... I guess, adoration. My adoration. My, my love for the Hank. For the T-Hanks. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, no. One day we, <laughs> me, uh, the missus, and I got some respect uh, for my family. Like my sister, I think it was my sister. I think it was. I think it was us. And we're sitting around. We're like, is there an actor that has has pretty much not done a bad movie? And we were going through each one, and then we'd be like, oh, no, nah, this movie was crap. And then we got to Tom Hanks, and we were like, yeah, yeah. Even the movies that we're like, oh, we're not too fond of, they're still good movies. And we were like, yeah, Tom Hanks. Is Tom Hanks in Dragnet. You yeah. Know? You yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, it's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's not <laughs> a bad movie. It's okay. Not not that I'm trying to. I'm just saying. Pretty wrong. It's but okay. yeah, okay, cool. I I understand that. So Tom Hanks is a celebrated He's actor a, in your household. He could be. Yeah, I think he's my favorite. What's your favorite Hanksy movie? Not this one though. No, oh, well, this is one. <laughs> no, not this one. Oh, Toy Story. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting who I'm talking to. Castaway would be one. Castaway. Yeah. Not so, Saving Private Ryan. Oh look, I didn't. I'd like that. Yeah. But because there's a lot of a lot <gasps> of non-verbal stuff. Big. Uh, I haven't, I haven't oh, it. I love his I old. Big, I love so. his eighties and like, his eighties stuff, man. Yeah, so right. Yeah. yeah, right. The Burbs. Haven't seen the Burbs. One day. 
We might very well do that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, uh, Hanks' portrayal in this, so you have to admit it is a little bit problematic to a point now if you're looking at it through a 2019 lens. We all understand that, can appreciate it. But I even know, then, though, I, I think I, it was... So he is playing a character of a lower intelligence. He's also playing someone with an accent. Yeah. So there's sort of two grounds there where he's like, you know... He's an actor, and he is yeah. just portraying these two types of people. And you know that southern accent is always seen as a... It's got dumb yeah. connotations. Stupidity. But I think, yeah, it's like... I think people make the connection of the two things. Like, yeah. you have that, that southern accent mixed mm. with the fact that he has low IQ, so therefore that accent equals low IQ, yeah. where it's not the case. It is not the case at all. It's just something that I guess this movie kind of put in people's minds. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have helped. And like you said... And we, 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 we talked about this off offline, didn't we? Um, that the, the southern accent actually has a connotation that's run from the colonial days where... Half the people that were living in the southern states were infected with hookworm, and that made everybody lethargic and had no work ethic and made them look stupid. And when you told me that, but I was like, "Really, they're not stupid." But it's because just a of that's because of yeah. how accents work and how you learn, it's like that's the dialect that you learn, yeah. the accent that you pick up, and and people that, who weren't infected, I guess, still had that thing. And over time, yeah. that's just and now there's a connotation or a stereotype. Either way, yeah. What do you reckon about his performance? portraying somebody well, you know with an intellectual disability. Do you think it's genuine the whole time? Uh, not genuine, like uh, convincing the whole time? I think it, I think it really does work. It okay. really does. Um, but I think as, as a whole, you know, like there's a fine line that you can sort of get to where if if Tom Hanks was sort of just a little, like on one level more, yeah. if you know what I mean, like sort yeah. of pushing it a bit further, you, you'd lose it. You'd be like, it'd either be too silly too humorous or I guess offensive in a way or it just it wouldn't work but you know there's playing someone who's like actually just not there you know more than just absent mind actually mm. not there not awake not functioning but I mean, just where he is where he's bringing Forrest Gump in is just right I don't I think if you pushed any further you could yeah Unless you, you think there are there's moments only, where you do. There's only one that I saw this morning, and it's when he waves to Lieutenant Dan <laughs> on the boat. Yeah. And it's now a meme or a gif if you're on Twitter. I love that one. I, say, a, I think I send it to you every funny. time we talk like, about this. Hello. <laughs> and he waves his arm like an absolute idiot, and it turns it more from a behavioral thing to like a physical... He then looks physically like it's, it isn't just a low IQ thing. It's something else going on there. And then he jumps off the bloody... Well, jumping off the boat's fine, though, because that plays into... But, I mean, I read it as a... You know, like, he... That's a moment where he's really excited. He's seeing his yeah. friend yeah. after such a long period. So he jumps know, off the boat. He, you know, in a way, like, doesn't even do anything. He just gets he just, caught up in his... Yeah, he's just, just watching it. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a lot of times, actually, when he does wave, you know, like, when he's... You know, he's in the showers, and they're, they're what... Uh, the other guys are watching, like, footage of him, and they're like, yeah. is that Gump? You know, he comes in and, you know, you see his pubic region, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, puts his towel and he just sort of waves and he's like... And he just, like, walks off. You know, he just has a goofy wave. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it does sort of transcend into a into oh, a physical thing. And, and, and it barely isn't. Just got to point out, if we're talking portrayal as well, I really did like... I mean, Hanks is known for this, but his emotional depth in non-verbal. So he did it in Saving Private... does it in Saving Private right as well. Yeah. Where you see him 
before he's verbalizing something, he's just fully. He's just there's a slow build up, like in a phys- his physical reaction before yeah. he says something. And this in this case, it's when he's re- becoming self aware of how stupid he is when he's worried about his son. Like he's like he's self aware how how bigger issues he's got, and he's worried that his son's got it. And he you see a dawn on his face, like you know, is he is he like me? Yeah. And that's a beautiful moment, and most of it. It's delivered before that line. It's like you see it come over his face and he's looking at the kid in pure fear. And he's like, I don't want to ask a question. And he asks the question. And then Jenny's like, no, he's a genius. And he's like, it's full relief. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's such a there beautiful are, moment. There are so many moments. And uh, yeah, like, Tom Hanks can't do that. And you talk about like his character in Saving Private Ryan. And mm. you can look how different these two characters are. Like, if you put them side by side, they're completely different people. Oh, yeah. Like, and it... But at the same time, this one man, Tom Hanks, is portraying... He's doing the same thing where he is taking that emotion and yeah. giving it to you without doing much. Like, yeah, yeah. And somehow it works on both levels with two different, completely different characters. And it's amazing. But when you do get those quiet moments with him when you know either he's talking to a tombstone or he's oh, just... Nar- when he's narrating, <laughs> when he's you know just sitting yeah. with his mom or when he's... Oh. And even when he's just sitting on the bench and he's just like I, talking about something, it's there's so much happening and going yeah. on. And you know, I don't really like narration in movies the majority of the time. Yeah, you know, like I'm a big like I hate poor exposition, and usually yeah. narration is a cheap way to tell your story. This movie is an right. example of where it really works. Well, but then the narration also interacts with the story being told as well. So you you already know that in real time. Forrest is sitting there re- retelling this story yeah. to a new audience, like an audience that keeps on changing. But every now and then he says, and then I said this, and then the character, as he's narrating it, he says that, and then he actually says it in the story. It's just little quirky things through, dotted throughout the narration. And sometimes, that interact it, with sometimes the story. it is used for a humorous moment or like a comedic effect, but it's, it's yeah. I don't know, it's just done really well. Mm. But yeah, so his character. Overall, I think a big tick to Tom Hanks. Holy shit. And there's a reason he won Best Actor. God, yeah. oh, so good. Let's talk about his mum. Let's talk about Mrs. Sally Gump. Field. Sally Field. Do you know Tom Hanks and Sally Field hooked up in a movie once? Not this one. Not definitely not this one. <laughs> I can't remember what the movie was, but... <laughs> but actors, that's what happened. Sally Field, beautiful in this movie, both Aww. as a young lady, as an old lady. Every line that she delivers is like... A pick me up slogan, yeah. and I think that's intentional. <laughs> but you see, you see set through Sally's performance. You see, no matter what, she's got she's got Forrest back. No matter what, yeah. And and she is unfolding in her support. So, you know, she sleeps with the principal. Yeah, <laughs> because she does that because she wants him to go into a, a, a public school. And the principal said, "Well, you know, off you go." Yeah. Um, you know, but not just that, like. When she's lobbying, you know, whenever she's talking about him and, and, and advocating for him, she's like, no, he's going to have the same opportunity as everybody else. Turns out he has more opportunity, but that's fine. The but, same opportunity. Um, yeah, I love but, it. And, you know, when in her final moments, you know, like she's... Oh, something that I really like about this movie as well is you don't see the death. You don't see Jenny's. You don't see his mum either. Again, where the narration plays yeah. into it and it's like, it's like she died, died on, on a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and you, you, but you, that way you don't see, yeah, you don't see that happen and you just accept that it's happened and it's moving on and the next, the next part of the story is coming. It's just and a it's, never it's ending. It's interesting though. It's like, you still feel it. Yeah. 
just as much. That's just oh. because of Hanks' delivery. But anyway, yeah, Sally Field, and yeah, you know, moments when she said, look, I'm dying. It's my time. It's my time. And it's a, a lovely moment when he asks her, you know, like, what's my destiny? What, what's mm. what's happening? What's going to happen next? You know, like, mm. this moment when she's dying, and she says to him, even on a deathbed, she's still teaching him. You know, mm. it's you're going to have to find that out for yourself. You know, it's yeah. a lesson in itself. It's like, yeah. you do have a destiny, but you've got to work it out. Yeah. Or you've got to work out whether there is a destiny or whatever. Mm. The, Mrs. Gump didn't get to meet Forrest Jr. That's sad. Mm. Did she ever meet Jenny? That's the question. Oh, I'm sure they did. Like when they were kids? Of course. Maybe. Anyway. Um, and uh, then, speaking of... Let's talk about Jenny. Let's talk about Jenny. Hannah R. Hall. Whoever that is. And we should give a shout-out to Michael Connor Humphreys as the young Forrest. But Hannah R. Hall plays the young... She's really good, that young fella. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. now, okay, can I say... I, w- I, w- I want your overall, just a snapshot opinion of, of the character. Character or portrayal? Of your feeling towards her. Do you love her, hate her? Uh, look, she's a victim of abuse. Which makes many, many behavioural things feasible. Yep. But I feel like she treats him like crap. Yep. <laughs> a little bit. But I I can't look through... I'm looking through my lens. I can't look at it. I don't know what it would be in her mind. You know, like, you, you know when you see her reaction to her house? Yeah. And she's throwing rocks? It's like, okay, there's just never enough rocks, he says. But, um, <laughs> but the pure pain yeah. as resonating as an adult, you're like, okay, so she's carried that the whole time. And of course, that's going to screw you, isn't it? So she's got she abandons him so many times; it's not funny. Yeah, like oh, okay, look on a on look. a superficial level, you can look at her character and say, "Wow, what a dog, what a bitch." I'm not holding back here, and you know, just be like she leads him on, says things like, yeah. "I'll always be your girl." Um, of course, I love you, mm. but no, I won't marry you. And taking advantage of his his condition. I mean, I mean in a way, yeah. That. Like, do you want to call it a, a mentally handicapped, essentially, yeah. thing? And it's like, yeah, you can you can say that. And she somebody who can't critically think for themselves, and she's but she that. yeah, she's constantly in and out of his life, toying him, toying along with him. Yeah, essentially making him fall in love with her. Yeah, you can hate her for that, but. If you look at her character, if you look at what this movie shows yeah. and portrays her as like, yeah, she has a troubled upbringing, the stuff with her father. Terribly. I mean, horrible. Well, like, opening thing, like um, Forrest says, oh, her dad must really like her. He hugs and kisses her and her sister all the time. Yeah, always and, touching them. And it's, and it's like, oh. Yeah, he doesn't understand what that means, but it's, yeah, yeah. we know. And then also just, a victim of like the times and the decades and the yeah. influence and the things how the world was changing and yeah. all those sorts of things you know there's war hippie movements yeah. crusades she... and power yeah. struggles and all that but you see she's drugs. A, she's, a, she's okay she's into the drugs but, but that's part of the freedom bit but she's yeah. on the forefront of all of these movements for liberation which includes herself she's always trying to liberate herself so she's always disconnecting from forest which sucks and she always seems to be manipulating him to a point. But she's also, if you're talking about just her as an individual, she's always on the pinnacle of that movement for freedom or for feminism or for equality. Even with the Black Panthers, it's not even like, like yeah, racial I mean, equality as well as... I mean, there's know, a lot of nuts peers. amongst the people of and course. all that. But I think she generally wants to be there for the right reason. It's like, yeah. like I said, a victim of the time, like she's caught up in... Trying to be free, trying to find herself, her life, mm. um, basically escape. She, like she says, you know, make me a bird, fly me far, far away. Like, yeah. 
I think as soon as there's an opportunity for her to do that, she's like, yes, yeah. and doing it. Yeah. Whether where that leads her, she doesn't know, and it does get her in some bad, tricky situations and spots, but she's learning as well. Has that moment when she's in L.A., and she's and essentially she's about, go- she's about to kill herself, and then she, well, she's high, and she's just like, and then she's she like, no, she knows that she doesn't want to, yeah, yeah. And it's like oh. it's a moment like that that you might be like, oh, this this rat, you know, like yeah. Forrest is like out there thinking about you, uh, hoping you're okay, and you're yeah. just shooting up whatever, and now trying to kill yourself. But then suddenly it's like it and pulls you back in, and you go, oh, not- I hope she's gonna be okay. Yeah. It's this movie plays with you yeah. with her character, and I and think. Then she- Yes. <laughs> Even at the end, you know, like when it does sort of catch, you know, Forrest's story is sort of done, but, you know, he asks her to marry him and she's like, no, like, I wouldn't be good for you. Yeah. And she leaves. Well, no, she kind of sleeps with him. She well, sleeps, sleeps with, with him and then first, leaves. And then leaves, yeah. I mean, questionable things again, but five years later after having a kid, yeah, she reveals to him that, you know, like, yeah, after he's gone for his run. Yeah, yeah he's yours. And, uh, you know, I've essentially haven't told you for five years. I'm only telling you because I'm dying. Yeah. What do you reckon she's dying of? It's, uh, they never, they never they tell, tell you. you. It's just a virus. It's probably a virus or something like that. He Some sort have. of undisclosed virus. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and he writes portrayal overall. Oh, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We, yeah, we should actually mention, the, like, <laughs> caught up so much with the actress, uh, with, the, with the character. The character. That yeah. The actress. There are moments where... She's just doing more than just delivering lines, yeah. you know. Take the scene where she is telling, you know, she's struggling so much to tell Forrest that, you know, like, mm. this kid is yours. Yeah, she just does things, you know, like, she plays with her chin and, yeah. like, it's just like, that's not like a normal thing a normal actor would just do, like, in the yeah. scene. But she's just becoming a character and just doing yeah. quirky things and, yeah, there's just so much to it. And so tormented. I reckon it's time for an ad break. What do you reckon? I think so. Things got deep. Deep. All right, we'll be right back. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from Nut Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then that film stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs, and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that film stew podcast. That film stew podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. And that's all I have to say about that. Jumping straight into it, Jace, talk to us a little bit about the soundtrack and the score. Where do I start? Oh my god. Um, do you want to do score first? Let's do score because it's one thing. It's really just one thing. It's really just one thing. <laughs> Alan Silvestri. Um, you would have heard it at the start, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, but we, we know Silvestri, <laughs> The Avengers, yeah. Back just, to the Future. <laughs> oh, he's done heaps though. Isn't he's he? so much, man. So much. You, you know. But um, yeah. Forrest Gump is one of his many wonderful, beautiful, glorious scores um it's on my spotify the main the main theme that you hear at the beginning of the movie which you heard, heard at the beginning of this episode when that feather's sort of floating around mm. and it's it's glorious man what can i say beautiful beautiful score to go with oh, a beautiful gosh. movie beautiful. is there much more to say really like is no i will say however throughout and we are now lead into this the score doesn't play much it's more of a bookend a cr- yeah true yeah like it's very noticeable 
even like so what 25 years later i know that score like yeah. straight up but it is only at the start and the end that you really see it the rest of it it's got it's got atmospheric stuff going on but it is the soundtrack that brings this movie to life. The soundtrack is a character. It's a, It defines the times, the settings. Yes. Um, and even the, the the emotions that you are supposed to be feeling. You know, when something is sort of like a chilled out kooky moment, you'll hear some chilled out kooky songs. When it's, <laughs> when it's a more somber moment, you'll hear a somber song. Like mm. it, it does go up and down where you need to be feeling so as we said at the top of the episode soundtrack's got a two uh, two discs and it's got 35 odd songs on it or something stupid like that i don't even know if that's every size in this movie like there's it probably isn't. more if you consult Whoa. if you consult with the wiki page you Whoa. will find an extra 16 songs that feature in the uh the movie that ah, are not on the soundtrack uh so we touched on it you know it is its own character it plays really to the like the different tones as the characters are going through it. You get different types of music. Elvis. Um, yeah. Um, rooftop singers. Creedence Clearwater. You get Aretha Franklin. Bob Dylan. Bob Beach Dylan, Boys. Mamas and Papas. You get The Doors. You get Simon and Garfunkel. One of my favourite songs of all time. Jefferson Airplane. Oh, and it keeps on going. My mate Randy Newman. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Supremes. Randy. Randy's a legend. Jackson Brown. Lyndon Skinner, of course. The Doobie Brothers. Fleetwood Mac. Basically, the songs are time period accurate as well yeah so as much as you know like i said paints the picture of the time that they're in that the settings yeah is for and Keep, keeping in mind this movie goes between the 50s and the 80s and concludes in the 80s and so does the soundtrack so the, illustrating that point that you're making right this there. movie like this the soundtrack for this movie again one another one of those rare ones where you could just pick up the soundtrack and just enjoy the songs <laughs> I as, am going to. As a, my Spotify playlist will now be the uh, the soundtrack anyway. It's just a, some of the greatest hits of <laughs> the past couple decades, yeah. like of, of that you know that period of time, those yeah. few decades there. Very well, very curated. impressive, and they must have spent a lot on licensing those songs, oh, even so though much, been, their budget wasn't that high. So I don't know. So much money. But with <clears> the music, I always do come back to that score. As, you know, as much as the soundtrack is such a highlight and uh, an important integral role to the the movie, that score, man, and yeah, like you said, you mentioned the bookends with that feather. <clears throat> I think we should start talking about some of the special effects as we go. And I guess this is well, the time to mention the feather. I want to talk about the feather quickly before we talk about if it was shit or not. <laughs> which I reckon is the next thing that you're about to sure. say. Now I want to talk about how does it not mean that the movie itself has a transient theme? Like the feather comes along, it lands with Forrest, and then it the stories with him. And then it falls on the ground and flies off. And it means that his story's finished now and it's gone. And the feather's off. And away I go. And it, to me, watching it this morning, I was like, ooh, that's a like, I like I use the word transient. What I mean is, it's just, it's not the story for the moment that Forrest is talking and explaining. It's him, but if we're going off the feathers direction, he is he is not important. It's just everything moves on, and there's another story to be told. That's my vibe that I got. From uh, yeah, that I mean, you could take it like that. I mean, uh, the way I take it is, it's a lot more of a simple metaphor. It's just as it. I mean, where. <laughs> Where Forrest Gump says, you know, like, do we have a destiny or are we just floating around in the air? Yeah. Much like that feather does. And yeah. it just floats around and it goes wherever. And the character of Forrest Gump is a... Uh, no, he does. He just floats. Your your your, your version is better than well, mine. Well, I, <laughs> I think that's more what it is. I mean, it's quite literal. <laughs> 
he essentially the character does just say yes no, to but people. He says okay. He, I mean, he joins the the army because he's handed a flyer. Yeah. Like he just goes okay. Like what's next? Like he does. Is, yeah, he he does. Flo- he like, just floats, floats through his whole life, and it is yeah. floating through. And what a life! Random it is. historical moments. Shall and... we talk about some of those? Oh, yeah. oh, oh no! Well, no, the, the special, special effects, effects of the feather. Right. We will get. Yeah, that would have been a good segue. I, you know, that would have been all right. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay on, on Blu-ray. Yes. Well, you saw it on Blu-ray too, right? I feel on Blu-ray to, to, to look at the imperfections. Yeah. Some, some you can notice. We'll talk, no, you we'll know what? When, it's, when it's just floating and doing its thing, it looks pretty damn good. I'm like, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. When it's against the blue sky, it gets a bit dodgy. They do a lot of cool things. Though. Like when it floats over, you know, like the car bonnet and stuff, they added like a shadow and stuff in there and it moves with it. Like, and they've really tried to cover their ass with it. It looks pretty decent. I mean, unless you're really going in for it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, so if you are, and pretty much everything else in this movie, if you're looking for it, if you know... You so will see the imperfections. Dan's legs, we're going to talk about him. When you when you know that he's got legs and you're looking <laughs> for it, you can see that he's got legs. So when... So it's all... It's a CGI feather as it's, as it's floating around. Yeah. When it lands next to his foot and when Tom Hanks picks up the feather, that's a real feather that he's holding. Yeah. So they have to switch it out. And he they puts it to, in his favourite book and away he goes. digitally have the... Feather come down, land, and then land exactly where the real physical feather is. So when it's landing, like the physical feather is there, and then they had to paint it out pretty much, essentially, and have that digital thing land there, and then restore the physical one. Yeah, right. So it switches, and if you do watch it, you can see a jarring sort of transition between yeah, the two. But it's any... okay. Yeah. As long as you're not looking for it, it's okay. No, mate, if you're just part of, <laughs> if, you're just, if you're just along for the ride, stick to DVD. <laughs> Close your eyes, you'll be okay. No, just don't wear your glasses when you're watching it and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, shall we just move through what happens, like these big historical moments I think, as we talk about this? Yeah, I mean, that's one part of first this thing, movie. Let's talk, let's talk, like the first thing that you notice like that, that really sets the scene for it is you see Elvis Presley... And you, and he learns how to shuffle because of <laughs> because of Forrest's um, leg braces or whatever. Yeah. And at that point, when you're watching it, and I was I was reminded of it because I hadn't seen it for years, it just reminds you that just how tongue in cheek this movie gets in regards to its storytelling and telling of really important things, cultural things. And they just br- brush it off like it's amazing. Nothing. I mean, so it's like that is the core part of this movie. Is amongst all the other things that are happening, it's it's a Forrest Gump interacts and influences and just experiences all these things. Mm. But to him, it's sort of nothing. You yeah. know, it's like he, he doesn't yeah. know the significance or importance of of these moments. Yeah, and I think and neither does sort of. The world doesn't see the significance of him, I guess, yeah. because they're not aware of it. I mean, it is all playful. I mean, they're not saying that Elvis did actually get his influence from this forest. Okay. Yeah. They are all just having fun, but it's a playful sort of fun, tongue-in-cheek history lesson, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like we get we get America's greatest hits through the eyes of Forrest Gump, yeah. and it's it's fun, unique, and interesting. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> um, but did you know, with Elvis... Kurt Russell yeah. apparently voiced, voiced him, him, uncredited. 
Well, that was 1951 with Elvis. Yep. 1963, football scholarship at the yep. University of Alabama. A couple of things happen. So he gets his football scholarship. Then he witnesses uh, Governor George Wallace's stand in the schoolhouse door. This was regarding segregation in colleges. Um, and it was in a pivotal moment in at the Alabama University, I mm. believe. In regards to the first black students, I guess. Yeah, they were desegregation. They were integrating the the races at the same school instead of having them. And and you see, and and raccoons. I'm sorry, (laughs) (laughs) not raccoons. Yeah, absolutely. And in that same year, uh, Forrest meets President John F. Kennedy at the White House. Somebody shot that man in his car. or something. That nice man. That nice man. Is that the Dr. Pepper one though? Oh, that might be. Yeah, it yeah, might be that John one. Says, might have had myself about be. 15 Dr. Peppers. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Obviously, putting characters or new actors into historical footage and stuff. Yeah. Simple sort of CGI techniques. You would shoot the actor like on a blue screen yeah. um, with reference markers. You, they brill- They had voice actors sort of dubbing you know, John F. Kennedy, Nixon, yeah. whatever, to say other things. And they would alter the lips to sync to... So yeah. you can see a little manipulator. If you're watching it now, it's like you can you see can it. See it. Yeah. I mean, it looks quite cartoony. Yeah. But I, for the most part, it works. Yeah, I and think, I think it's, I think so. And they're very short little snippets. They're not yeah. anything to be like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, of course, with the archival footage, using like chroma key and stuff like yeah, that. Very simple blue screen sort of stuff. Yeah. I um, mean, 67, like I said, you know, he's just handed um, a pamphlet. Yeah. To be like, have you thought about your future? And it's like, oh, okay, I'll join the army. Yeah. Um, that's where he meets Bubba. He's great. Like, he doesn't... He's just a side character. I mean, he's literally a side character, but it's like he's playing f- full laughs, really. I mean, know? yeah, yeah, fun with it. He's, he just, he's so in sync with Forrest as well. Like, the two of them do just click. You well, know? I feel like Bubba almost has an intellectual disability of himself because he's very much on the same page. Yeah, but he's, I think he's, his character is just so focused on one goal and plan yeah. and dream that it's like that's where his mind is. That's what yeah. he's all about, and it's like that's his passion. So he's focused with that. I'm sure there's other things going on, but yeah, McKelty Williamson plays. I was Bubba. wondering if you were going to say that. Yeah, you just didn't want to do it. You I were avoiding did not it. want to do it. That. I was. I was having a, a strategic drink of my water. <laughs> um, but yeah, like his performance, I, it, it's fine. He befriends. Forrest in the Vietnam War, and then unfortunately dies during an attack yeah. in the Vietnam War. But he is which a, then motivates Forrest beyond, like yeah, the, to continue all the, the stuff dream. with yeah. the shrimping boat, the um, Bubba's family, and how Forrest actually ends up giving them like, all this money and stuff like that. Yeah. She paints. Are you crazy or just stupid? <laughs> he serves in Vietnam. Bubba dies. He gets to meet um, Lieutenant Dan Taylor there as well. Who turns out to be a quite an Played by Gary Sinise, we haven't really covered him, mm. other than to say I said that he's my favourite character in the movie. Yeah, but why? Why is he your favourite? <laughs> because he actually ends up by sitting... He loses his legs uh, in Vietnam, and then he somehow ends up by helping Forrest... What? First mate... the fl- his, his first shrimp ship. Yeah. And during Hurricane Carmen, ends up by uh, sitting in the crow's nest, challenging God to take him out. <laughs> You can't stop me! Lieutenant Dan does have... For the limited screen time that he actually he has, has he, he has such a powerful, very large arc. From where yeah. he is as a character when you first meet him, and he's like, yeah. you know, I'm top dog here, and I'm, you yeah. know, we're going to get this done, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, 
he's stripped down broke and he feels like his honor and his well he's from a long line of his lineage of yeah. warriors who have died in the line of combat it feels like his destiny has been taken away from him yeah by Forrest by Forrest right? he blames him for it yeah the stuff with his legs um, obviously having to deal with that his loss of faith you know like they're, they're praying and singing in like the church and he's like he'll show he'll be there but he won't participate mm. his moment where he's telling God to strike him down yeah and then by the end of it you know like he says to he eventually thanks Forrest for oh, one of the most touching moments he goes I never told you after all those years because you really see him hit rock he, bottom. He still doesn't actually say it, but, you know. He, <laughs> but yeah, but you know. And then yeah, at the very it. end, he's got himself a partner and some titanium yeah, legs. Yeah, from the space shuttle. Well, he's, the also, same stuff the space he's also filthy rich, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got he's a lot so to be good. thankful for. He's <laughs> Mrs. Gold Digger. <laughs> you know it. So some people say Jenny is too, anyway. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but we didn't get lots of scenes learning about <laughs> we should whilst we keep before we move on to other things we should talk about then the napalm attack yeah so, so we've got what they did they had the stunt actors yeah like pretty much composite the the shot so they filmed them yep. doing their thing um hanks and williamson were filmed williamson on a cable actually so tom hanks yeah. would actually pick them up so they filmed them um then they filmed the explosion so yep. that's all real and then they Actually, this is where the special effects come in. They digitally put the, the actors... Oh, yeah. oh, and the planes and stuff. Yeah. But um, digitally put the actors in front of the explosion so they were really close. Uh, so it wasn't the explosion that was digital. It was the placement husband. of the yeah. actors with it. It's brilliant. And, of course, the jet fighters and the napalm canisters that you see, but not the actual explosions. Yeah. CGI. Bloody brilliant, isn't it? Wonderful. Even but today still stands. Lieutenant Dan's legs. Uh-huh. Pretty simple. Like from what we know of today, wrapped in blue fabric and then used Roto Paint team. Uh, they painted out his legs from every single fa- frame. The magic of CGI. Yeah. Now, I have to say, watching the footage back this morning, because I know the technique and I know how it's done, um, I could you could see it. So you could see, for example, you could see the CG um, painting of the side of the boat where he swings his legs past. Yeah. You can notice it in a Blu-ray copy because you know it's there. But I remember when I first <laughs> like watched I said, it, I was like, oh my God, he's got no legs. And then I see <laughs> Gary Sinise in um, Snake Eyes a few he got years his later. Legs I was like, back. what the heck's going on? I don't understand. Um, I just couldn't fathom it. Like It was so, so <laughs> well done that to the untrained eye, I guess, you you can barely, you can't even now you can barely tell unless you know what you're looking for. Mm. There's a couple of moments, however, when you can tell that he probably puts his weight on the lower his lower legs when he's mucking about on the ground. Yeah. And you can tell the weight shifts in, in his upper thighs, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's move away from Dan for a second. Um, Forrest is awarded the Medal of Honor, the Congressional Medal of Honor by President Lyndon B. Johnson. And that's because just before that um, napalm strike that we were talking about, he rescues Platoon, like goes backwards and forwards and rescues members of his team. And Lieutenant Dan is quite angry that he gets that <laughs> as well. He then, after after he's, uh, he, Forrest himself is injured, he ends up somehow after his recovery um, at a reuniting with Jenny at an anti-war march of the Pentagon rally, which looked absolutely brilliant. That's another special effects thing right there, yeah. the, the crowd... Do you know, so I want to say, I watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody recently. With, yes. With Same effect, I think. Same effect. But it, well, that's Jesus. Bloody advanced then. But um, I was actually thinking that the effects 
that I saw this morning were actually rival, definitely rival. Or better, maybe. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So there was two days of filming. Approximately 1,500 extras were used. Um, on each take, the extras were rearranged and moved into different quadrants away from the camera. Oh, wow. And computers were used to multiply the extras into a crowd of several hundred thousand people. It's ama- it looks amazing. So around the Lincoln Memorial and stuff, it was just like... Yeah. So the, you see the same crowd, just yeah. in a different arrangement. How good is Magically. it, though, when... Um, so he's talking, and then Jenny recognises him, and Jenny starts calling across the lake. Mm. And he's like, in the mic, Jenny! <laughs> <laughs> and he runs down, but then 100,000 people go, Aah! Yeah! It's pretty, pretty Just wicked. like Love Aid. Yeah. Uh. And then, uh, okay, before we move on from there, I just have to mention as well, at that same time, Jenny is also teaming with the Black Panthers, the... Uh, were they, I don't even really know much about the Black Panthers to be honest. Do you know much about them? Their history or anything? No, no. from Wakanda. That's no, that's no, no great, different. No. Great. Um, oh, they're, I mean, they're, they're black rights activist groups, but they're, yeah. they're, they're generally, I think at the time of this, and there's been some negative backlash on how they're portrayed in this movie because everybody, there's a lot of misinformation from the white community to say that they were really violent, but they generally weren't as violent I think as they're meant to be I think this movie does take its time to, or take, takes a moment to highlight some of the fanatical ones and the yeah. ones that are but I don't just think in your face as, about it but I don't think they're all yeah. actually that bad but I could be wrong I could be misspeaking because I don't know um, but yes they feature <laughs> and and Forrest beats the crap out of Jenny's boyfriend <laughs> in their headquarters uh, 1971 Forrest becomes a sports celebrity as he competes against Chinese teams in ping pong diplomacy Ping pong, more special effects. Yeah. So I didn't know this, by the way. You you educated this. They had the actors miming playing ping pong, and they actually got a like a professional ping pong player, Mm. and he actually struggled to pretend to play ping pong. Right. Which I I guess like he's not an actor. He's a ping pong player. Um, But had them miming you striking to the beat of a metronome. Uh, right. right, so there was actually something to to, to, to keep to, it consistent. To, 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 yeah, and then a CGI ball was added, matching the movement, the strokes, the power of the swings that the actors yeah. were doing. It works. Even like, it works. You didn't even I know. I couldn't even. I did not even know. Like, look, okay, suspending your disbelief for a second. Of course, Tom Hanks was never that good at playing ping pong. <laughs> I understand, but it does look bloody bloody authentic. You see, in 1971 as well, Forrest is interviewed alongside John Lennon on the Dick Cavett show. You know John Lennon's song, Imagine? Yeah. So they play with the lyrics here. So Forrest is... Oh, no, I didn't pick that up. Forrest is explaining to him, it's like, oh, you know, like, there were some people that he met, you know, they had nothing at all, and John Lennon's like, well, no possessions? It's yeah. like... So yeah, no religion no to... Uh, no possessions, no religion yeah. to... Yeah. Dick Cavett says, oh, it's hard to imagine, you know? It's yeah. Like, oh. It's easy if you try, Dick. <laughs> I didn't pick that up, to be honest. Depends on how big a Lennon fan you are, I guess. I'm not, obviously. Imagine. It's a good song. Holy crap. Get All on board. All the people. Anyway, yeah. let's keep on going. Let's keep this going. What else uh, we got? 1972. Forrest spends New Year's in New York City with Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan yeah. is a drunk. In 72, he meets President Richard Nixon <laughs> and accidentally exposes the Watergate scandal. So they do something so fun great. here. Nixon puts him up in a better yeah. hotel, being that one. And there's a thing, oh, yeah. there's people with flashlights and they're keeping me up. Yeah. All good stuff. That's um, great. He returns to Greenbow um, and buys the shrimping boat in the bayou. Um, what is it? In Bayou La Batterie. 
Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, in '74, mm. Lieutenant Dan joins Forrest. They survive Hurricane Carmen. Yep, and that's uh, my favourite scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sometime in the '70s, Forrest and Dan create the Bubba Shrimp uh, Company yeah. and invest in Apple computers, and then they make quote bazillions of dollars. Bazillions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or is it gazillions? He says. No, gazillions is Toy, toy Story. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, it could be. I don't know. I think it's Bazillions. I, I think Bazillions is... Yeah. Bazillions is... Uh, um, getting your gumps. Not <laughs> getting your hanks crossed. <laughs> His mum dies from cancer. From the cancer. It's very, um, very sad. In 76, Jenny returns to Greenbow. Forrest proposes. She declines. They make love. Jenny leaves. Damn it's you, okay. Jenny. We forgive you. Um, <laughs> 76, Forrest goes running and runs for many, many years. Um, becomes famous once more. There's a lot of little snippet things here. There's the there's a Have a Nice Day logo yep. that Forrest creates, essentially. Yep. The and shit, the shit happens. happens. Yep. Bumper, sti- uh, bumper sticker. Yep. Like bumper sneakers. Yep. What are those? That's correct. I've just in that running scene, have you noticed? So you get, that, you get the young guy running up behind him saying, oh, he's so inspirational. And then it's the same actor following, like leading the pack. It's the same kid, just with more hair. And, oh, right. And, like, yeah, so steadily getting grosser and grosser. Yeah. And then that's the guy that goes, what the hell, man? Or I whatever. do like how they, like, at the meeting or something, ask him, like, what are you doing this for? Is it World Peace? And he's like, I just want to run. Like, yeah, I just yeah. want to run. Oh, it's so brilliant. But it is so inspirational. Forrest receives a letter from Jenny and visits Jenny. And that's where you end up sitting on the bus. Telling a story. Telling a story. And then the kind lady who's loving the story, who misses her bus to hear the story, says, oh, that's only five blocks away. Off you go. Yeah. Out of all the characters that are sitting on the bench listening to the story, who is your favourite on-the-spot question? Um, I like the African-American girl at the start. Just <laughs> My because... feet hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you hear the stories about shoes tell a lot about people. Yeah. Um, but also her reaction. Like everywhere else, people are kind of invested, but she's the first one where she's looking at him, but looking sideways, going, "Who are you? Who are you? Don't talk to me. I'm going to read my book." Instead. I like I like the old layer she, where she does say like, "I'll like is I'll get the next, next one. one. I'm into this." <laughs> and then there's that there's that guy, the fat bloke, and he's just like, so "You're telling me you're the yeah. owner of Bubba Gump?" Yeah, it's like, "Ah ha ha! We were sitting next to a millionaire. <laughs> I love it." And then he shows the photo <laughs> immediately after, and it's him and Dan. Um, but it is cool how this framing, like this narrative framing device of this story, is it is sort of capped off, and we realise you know why he's there. It's because he yeah. does get that letter. Um, and then the you know the last maybe like 20, 15 minutes of the movie is this sort of ending where he does yeah. catch up with Jenny, meets his son uh, Forrest Gump Jr., who is very clever, top of his class. Um, He's played by Haley Joe Osment. Haley Joe Osment. And when he used to be, when he was still cute and little and small. And tell you what, so I don't know how old he is. Four, five, something like that. Yeah, it was Maybe his even first role, yeah. I think. But, geez, he's a good performer as a child actor. Mm. Like, as in, there's just so much range. Yeah. And he's, he can barely, I don't even know how he's talking, <laughs> like actually acting responsibly. With so much confidence as well. Like, And he does sound like a smart kid, which yeah. I guess was. Forrest Harsin, like, what, yeah. are you, what are you watching? And it's like, Bernanny. <laughs> yeah. like, like what do you think I'm watching? he doesn't he doesn't mumble it he doesn't like quit, yeah, stumble he just said Bernanny. <laughs> but you get to towards the end of you meet you meet Forrest Gump Jr and then you have that pivotal moment where Tom Hanks realises or has a bit of self reflection and understands his own personal situation and he doesn't want that for his own son yeah. and then you get the confirmation and you see his confirmation 
that no, and he's okay with yeah. Forrest Junior is actually fine, and then that relief. And he also has to deal with the fact that you know Jenny does tell him like, like I'm sick, I'm dying. Yeah. I need you to look after him. I need you to yeah. take him, sort of thing. And they do get married, and that's all wonderful. But she does yeah. obviously die on a Tuesday, um, Saturday. No, the mum does on a Saturday. Oh, he's, uh, she's a Tuesday. If that's one of your yeah. quiz questions. Nah, it's not. Swear to God, man. He's like, I'm going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but yeah, no, he does have to deal with it. And we do get the really nice scene at the end with um, the first day of school. And it's a callback to when Forrest first gets on the on the bus. Yeah. And I don't know if it's... A, is it the same bus driver? Yeah. 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 Yeah, where... where and they introduce themselves. Our Forrest Gump is... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not supposed to take rides from strangers. Like, this is school to basket on you, weirdo. Yeah. When it's like, this like, forest, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, this is the bus to school. I'm Forrest Gump, and you're uh, something Harris, something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and it's like, cool, mm. we're all good. And it's like, yeah, there's a new chapter for this kid who, yeah, will he lead the same sort of life? I don't know. So many questions. Well, I think at that point, you actually with his first day of school at. He had, I think at that point he has an understanding of the difference between him and his dad, just the way he interacts with older Forrest. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually like you've got more maturity coming from the little kid and more um, confidence as he's like, he's quickly like introduces himself to Dorothy the driver and says, you're, I'm Forrest, you're Dorothy, I'm getting on. <laughs> it's like done. It, it raises... And it, and it may, and, and, and you just get, and then the movie cuts off as Forrest is just sitting there, kind of, and then the feather flies away and all that. Oh, it is beautiful. But you get the contrast between the intelligence of the young fella against the adult. Absolutely, Forrest. Yeah. yeah. It does raise some questions, though, not to jump into like another movie, a movie that comes to mind. Um, I am Sam. Sean Penn plays. Yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> I really like that movie. It's a good film. Mm. Lots of Beatles uh, covers as well in that movie. <laughs> um, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Um, well, the the situation is like uh, a, a father of lower intelligence with a daughter of, I guess, normal average intelligence. Yeah. And it's like where, what happens when, you know, the intelligence do sort of become level and yeah. she becomes smarter. Yeah. It's a tricky situation. And how do you... Yeah handle that and what right does, do other people have well, yeah, but it's, well, it's he a says it when, when he's standing there at, in, at Jenny's grave and he says he's so Forrest smarter Junior, than me he's but... so smarter than me and he's crying and you're like oh god damn and then he goes um, he's written you a letter I can't read it no leave it he's not saying he can't Forrest Junior told him not to read oh. he's like but he told me I can't read it so, oh, so it's I not thought, like he I can't. thought he said. I used I to think the same it. thing. I used to think he said that he he couldn't read it, like as in he wasn't able to. But yeah, he, mate, well, I was thinking about that. As, but as no, he does say he's like, like he. But he's managed to survive so far. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he can read. He graduated. Yeah, he can college. read. He can yeah. read. Yeah, he's just not very clever. Um, I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> so in 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 conclusion, yes. Forrest Gump can read. He can. That's he, the movie. He can indeed. <laughs> You can indeed read. We do have a quiz, um, mm. and you're quizzing me on this one, which I'm a little bit afraid of. No, I wouldn't be worried at all. We were a little thing, a little Ten quiz. Ten questions, 60 Ten seconds. questions, 60 seconds. That's the way it works, um, and we're ready to rock and roll. Ready to start. What's the bus driver's name? Something Doroth. Yeah, Dorothy, you got it. Yeah, Dorothy yeah, you Harris. Got it. You got it, you got it. Yes! Uh, <laughs> uh, question two. Which artist inspired Forrest, uh, was inspired by Forrest dancing? Elvis. Yes, it was. Presley. How many years it does he play football? Four? 
Five. No, five. College, five um, years. How many months of rain in Vietnam do they endure? Two months. No. One month. No, six. Moving four. on. Um, how many years does he run for? Three years. Yes, it does. Yes, he does. Title of Forrest's favourite book. Uh, Curious George. Yeah, good on you. What does Forrest um, hit ping pong balls into for target practice? Uh, like a, a toilet pee bowl thing. I don't yeah, recall. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, cool. And what, what medal does Forrest win? Uh, oh no. Close, but there's another one. Right. Question nine. Name one thing that falls out of the shrimp nets when they're, when they're failing. Like a boot. Bowl, Alabama! Oh, there's a, there oh. it is. And you did get a boot. But there were some others. I'll tell them in a second. Question 10 we didn't even get to. Um, what's the name of the hurricane? You would have got it. Oh, well, the hurricane... Tell uh, me, what is it? Uh, Carmichael. Carmen. 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 <laughs> All right. So you got most of those. You did really well. Good work. Um, so... Tina, to... uh, Tina at uh, Bubba Gump's in Hawaii will be proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many years did you play football? You eventually oh, five, got five. Yeah, how many years. months of rain did they endure in Vietnam? It was four months straight. It was just a lot of rain. Yeah. It was just um, a lot. And then how many years running? Three, you got that. Um, a bedpan is what. So, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't think. I was like, you're yeah. pissing it. You're... <laughs> so, he, he hits ping pong balls into a bedpan. It's the Congressional Medal of Honor. Ah, uh, yes. Um, but a Medal of Honor, whatever. Um, and then you could have got the things that fall out of the shrimp net. You could have got a toilet seat, a paintbrush, <laughs> a war helmet, like a World War II helmet, um, a boot, which you did get, and a number plate. And then other random crap. <laughs> and then your hurricane car. All the boot is all. Now, there, bonus question, quickly. Um, what's Jenny's stage name in Memphis when she's playing at the strip club? Far out. Um... Alright, it is me, Bobby Dylan. Bobby Dylan, yeah. So Bobby Dylan. That makes Bobby sense. Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. I so. was thinking of something naked, but no, she just was naked. But she was singing Blowing in the Wind. Um, <sighs> Alright, let's get into it. We've talked and talked and talked. Let's talk about our rating. But you're going first, though, with the rating. Uh, I like the movie. It's not bad. Um, <laughs> it, Effects-wise, it holds up it, to, well, to a point. Unless you're looking for the faults, then you can see them, I guess. Um, this movie, it's, you know... Captured the zeitgeist. It's one of those things that's instantly quotable um, and and memorable. You can talk to anybody about this movie and people will have a grasp of what actually happens in it. I don't think there's many people out there who wouldn't actually understand the cultural significance of this movie. For me, personally, I didn't have a huge latching onto it, like I think I'm going to find out about with you right now. Um, but I do have an appreciation for it. Um, I have appreciation for the storytelling. I really, really enjoy the non-linear storytelling elements of it, going backwards and forwards between present present day um, and the past. You know they but, can't see your quotation. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I think it still holds up as one of the one of the greatest stories told in film in regard to its storytelling and and its just yeah just its narrative um, qualities. I have to give this because I don't have that big a connection to it. It's a solid four. Uh, no, four and a half. It's a four and a half, definitely, for me. Four and a half VHS tapes out of five. Um, I mean, a lot, yeah. It's one of the things where, yeah, what you just said, every, I agree with all of it. Um, you should have gone first. Because I had less to say. <laughs> um, but no, look, the, the characters, the journey, the performances, the 
the the narrative like this is a long movie but this Gary Sinise in a crow's net <laughs> this movie engrosses me every time I'm in there I'm just I'm in the movie I won't go up and I won't go to the toilet I won't do anything I won't pause it I will just watch it from start to finish you know like, it just mm. captures me every time uh, the the comedy elements of it like I can have a lot of fun with like and I think the fact that there is humor adds to the fact when when things do get grim and bleak mm. and you do start feeling those emotions, you feel them harder because you've had such a good time with a lot of these characters yeah. and you get to know them. And I think that's what is at the forefront is that the, is these characters. And then you have a lot of fun with the historical stuff. And yeah, it is a fun way to have a bit of a history lesson and you can mm. look into more things, you know, like who are the Ku Klux Klan? Who are the Black Panthers? Oh, who is point. this president? What yeah. is that? There's so much to it yeah. if you want to go down that avenue. If not, yeah. just go along with the ride. There's still a core story and everything else is just on the back bench. Yeah. So sure, the music, the soundtrack, everything. There's a reason why this is in my top five. Um, I was toying with a 4.5 while once seeing you know a few imperfections with some of the special effects within like the archival footage mm. or you know that one transitional feather moment but do you know what screw it this movie was made 25 <laughs> years ago yeah and you have to high definition the crap out of the movie and watches on a giant tv to actually see those imperfections mm. so without just ignoring those of course, I'm going to give this a five. Um, I'm sure you're not surprised. So five out of five. <gasps> Holy crap. Wow. What a shock. Congratulations. How do you feel? I got to pay. <laughs> I believe he said he had to go pee. So that was our rewind to 1994, Forrest Gump. Yes. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we'll remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind requests uh, can be sent to us via email at thatfilmstreetpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on either That Film Street or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages whilst you're at it. Absolutely. Um, subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and iTunes as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. That Film Stew has a website where you can find our entire catalogue of episodes. Check it out, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. Amazing. And now the king has returned. Jason and Luke will be covering Disney's new live-action uh, version of The Lion King on that film, Stu. But for us, here on Rewind and Review, we'll be staying in 1994 to cover the original from 25 years ago, The Lion King. Woohoo! Woo Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata uh, to you, sir. <laughs> right back at you. Thank you all for listening. This has been another Rewind and Review. We'll see you on our next trip. See ya. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. I love you, Jane. <laughs> Jane. So no shit, my co-worker, I do say. Okay. Because Jane, her name Jane. is Jane. Yeah, because her name is Jane. So it's Jane. And she goes, Robbo. And I, and I go, hey, Don. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Every time. Uh...